1: Right now, that time, 819, you're tuned to WGNS, your good neighbor station since 1947. And uh, we have the official Parks and Rec music in the background there, just for Parks Director Nate Williams. Yeah, you know, I do that as like Brownie Points hoping to get like a, I don't know a Greenway Trail named after yeah. me or something one day right that,
2: that makes sense I think that's what it deserves so. the
1: Scott Walker Trailhead yeah. so
2: my question though is uh, of all your guests on the Action Line are yeah. we the only ones that have our own personalized uh, intro music I,
1: I haven't even noticed any other guests I, I mean you guys so, just stand are out the, that the, much the,
2: <laughs> we're uh, the most difficult we request it though that, that's, so.
3: <laughs> that's right That's right. he's looking for a return I mean I was thinking he's going to get I get a free pass to Sportscom and no, he, no so. He's ready trail. to name the trail, the greenway after me. I'm already prepared. I've got
1: it all mapped out. Uh, hey, you know, I, I was th- totally off subject here. Uh, you know, kind of, if there were a uh, Scott Walker trailhead, or a T-shirt, or a T-shirt at yeah. least. You know. Okay. Uh, no squishy ball. <laughs> somebody, somebody emailed the station the other day, and they were talking about the uh, geocaching and all that. I, I'm sure you remember when it first really got big, and the question was, next time parks are on, can you please ask if that's still going on? Are there still little geo things hidden somewhere yeah, within the parks? Yeah, there's still
2: geocache uh, spots and drops uh, throughout the park system. I think that activity ha- has lessened just a little bit in popularity. It's not as many people doing it, but I think, just like anything else, it'll pick up again, but it's a great activity uh, and people can participate in, but I know we've got them uh, throughout our park system.
3: And the the rock exchange is oh, big the painted rocks, The, the right? painted yeah. rocks, and those are very popular. So do you find um, those too? We like, do. sometimes by accident, I'm sure, with the I, mower. When or? I like to find them, and my kids find, them. my wife walks the greenway. Yeah. So I like to take them to a different park.
1: So do you do you ever paint? rocks yourself and i don't paint rocks
4: actually actually, i did this weekend with my grandbabies but you didn't
1: hide them at places right or no but i have before
4: i have before and i've seen people uh find the rocks and it's it's a painted rock but people get so excited
2: melinda's really talented i've seen some Uh of the rocks that she's painted too so i think you'd be lucky to find one of those (laughs) so what what do people do
4: with the painted
1: rocks i mean do they literally just place them somewhere and people find them and mm-hmm. and but you're mm-hmm. supposed to put another rock in this place right
4: no not necessarily oh, um just it's it. okay. just if you find a rock and if it makes you happy keep it take it home put it on your windowsill or if you want to rehide it for someone else to find it's uh, kind of like an easter egg hunt yeah okay you know,
2: my family and i we hike a lot we go around i think this weekend we were um, Machine Falls is where we went. I've was, heard of that. Where is It's that? beautiful. It's the Tullahoma area. Um, okay. But it's just got a, a pretty waterfall. But we saw two or three rocks while we were hiking. And my, uh, my kids, they take a backpack with them every time they go and let them pack whatever they want as long as they can carry it. And my middle son, Finn, he took his backpack and brought a Sharpie just to make his own rock. So he ah. took a rock and just wrote F for Finn and left it there. And I was like, okay, we get the idea.
1: You know, 100 years, from now
2: what said, does this F mean? So I said, Finn, it'll be there forever. Congratulations. It's a beautiful message.
1: Again, with us this morning, Murphy's Bro Parks and Rec, we have Melinda Tate, Nate Williams, and Thomas Laird this morning. So what are some different topics as, you know, we, yeah. we're about to head into March here.
2: We've we got some big stuff going on. The one thing I wanted to really jump in early on, and just tell you and your listeners out there if you're uh, have somebody that you know that's looking for a job we are hiring uh, just a whole host of positions right now from officials to lifeguards uh, to facility staff Uh, we have a lot of fun what we do and i think there's a lot of opportunities for people if you have uh, uh, maybe a younger college student high school student look at the opportunities to get lifeguard certified maybe that's coming up at sportscom Uh, we'll even you know help pay for some of that uh, and and it's really exciting but we have a lot of job opportunities for people i know uh, we've all worked jobs as kids and uh uh, we have a lot of things that can we can offer
3: also scott we got jobs during the day, that's one of our really hard times to fill. is front desk attendants and uh, uh, part-time custodians that help out during the day. You know, most of the college kids and high school students, they come in in afternoons and weekends, and of course we need that. But we also have opportunities for people that may be retired, want to take on a second job, things like that. So. Something I, to consider.
1: You know, it seems like those who are actually from Murfreesboro grew up in Murfreesboro. At some point, they worked for the Parks and Rec <laughs> <laughs> department. Yeah. I, I remember I worked Parks and Rec. It was a summer when I was maybe seven, eight, 18, I guess. And I was at Cox Memorial Gym, and I helped out with some camps that took place here and stuff. But a lot of people growing up have worked at Parks and Rec.
2: Yeah, it provides us just great opportunities. You know, I started, that was my first job, was working at Sportscom as a lifeguard and they couldn't get rid of me so I'm still here but (laughs) they um, you know there's so many different jobs that you know we get to uh, uh, from like supervising gyms like I said lifeguarding uh, smaller facility staff it's just something unique it's not your normal maybe fast food job or something like that for that age and um, you get to learn a lot I think there's a lot of supervisory responsibilities and uh, facility management understanding and stuff like that that's a really good opportunity for people who are looking to get into parks and and recreation
3: there's a little bit of flexibility. Uh, that's one of the things about parks and recreation is there is flexibility, meaning we may work in the afternoons, uh, but we may have the mornings off. So I, I learned
1: at an early age of Uh-oh. 18 that I probably would not make a good you know kindergarten preschool yeah. age elementary school teacher yeah you know it just just wasn't my thing that's that's what i learned
2: like you said though yeah i'm amazed i'll talk to some of our firefighters or you know police officers or people have been around maybe that work at city hall and they have the same stories you know i used to work at you know cox gym yeah uh, i used to lifeguard at the old oakland's pool or something like that and there's a lot of people who have so
1: cox gym was like the place years ago It, it was you know, that and Sportscom, which was built what, eighty four or Eighty seven. So? Eighty yeah. seven. Okay. I was off a little bit. Just a little bit. But, you know, those were our first two main gyms where people would go just shoot hoops or whatever. Right. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. So tell us more about your time. Did you enjoy it? You uh You act was like the-
1: it's prison time. Tell <laughs> us
2: more about <laughs> During your time, time in there. So you were a gym supervisor, right?
1: I no, I don't it wasn't it wasn't a, a gym supervisor or anything remotely close to, to that. I, I remember it was uh during some type of summer camp or something I so you're a camp
3: counselor yeah yeah that that, and, yeah. that would be it yeah right. we um, have we have those jobs coming up because our <laughs> summer camps start people are signing up for summer camps already are march 1st they? Okay, so, so we that, start
2: registration march 1st you can do it online at murfreesboro parks.com or you can do it in person at sportscom patterson park or our main office at barfield park which is 697 veterans parkway and um this year we have more camps than ever uh, and looking forward to just some some good times.
1: And now also, parks, the parks department as a whole, it's growing. I, I mean, we're seeing more activity, not only from people using our parks, but we're hearing people calling for the need for more
2: parks. Yeah, we, You know, we're blessed. I say this probably every time, and your listeners get tired of saying it, but our our council, our administration support what we do in parks, and we're thankful for that. Not every community has that. But uh, we have the opportunity to increase our park space, to uh, make improvements to some of the spaces that we already have, which we have just a whole host of projects that we're working on uh, that are coming up. And we're just continuing to grow. I mean, right now we have about 372 parks and recreation employees. So it takes a lot of people to keep these facilities uh, and open spaces and natural spaces, you know, vibrant and and welcoming to the public.
1: You know, one of the things that I think we're going to see over the next few years, we're going to see (coughs) South Church Street kind of be the main entrance into downtown Murfreesboro. Because with that daylighting of Town Creek that we've all talked about and heard about for several years now, that's going to be kind of a, a really cool entryway yeah. into downtown murphy's bro with with a park
2: i think there's you can it's easy to see vision it's easy to buy into about what that corridor can look like and i think you're you're right i think uh, this is going to change this whole corner where your uh, station is located right next to Cannonsburg and that whole area is going to be, like you said, just a vibrant space that's really going to set the tone, I think, for Murfreesboro.
1: It's going to be cool. It's going to be very having cool, yeah. a, a real downtown Murfreesboro Park. Eh? Yeah, I mean.
2: and I think something people have been really excited, and hopefully we get to play a part in what the, the opening and the daylighting of Town Creek looks like. Uh, that really changes really how this cityscape looks in downtown, I think. Uh, from some of the early designs that we've seen of the first part of opening up uh, Town Creek, I think it's going to be very uh, exciting. At, you know, to see uh, running water in our downtown area uh, will be something unique.
1: And we're talking like a, a meandering creek, I yeah. guess. And, and if I look out the back, a meandering
2: window, creek, I like the way you put it. Well, thank
1: you. <laughs> if we look out the back window of the station, and you know, listeners, please look out the back window of the station. <laughs> The, the creek, is, it's going to go kind of along Broad Street, right?
2: Yeah, that I think that's the plan. I think they're still working on what exactly it can look like. Now, You know, I've seen plans of what it looks like to open it up from uh, Murphy Spring to the corner of Broad and Church, and that's just going to be a great area. A um, little bit of a natural space where I think people can gather and uh, be able to enjoy maybe like a little oasis right next to a bustling downtown.
1: And then at some point, you know i I don't know where it's going to be but there's going to be a bridge over i guess either broad or church street connecting downtown with the actual
0: park
2: yeah our our Mm -hmm. development staff uh, is really working really hard to see what that looks like i think they've taken some public input recently Uh, and just kind of getting the the community's input on how how they think it should look and how it might function and be able to tell the story of what it looks like in the near future. So uh, it's really exciting. Things are happening, especially right around here. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. You know,
1: you don't see vibrant downtown areas anywhere across the country like you do. I think what we're starting to see more of in Murfreesboro, Franklin has a pretty vibrant downtown. Um, But I think think the Murfreesboro downtown area is going to really surpass in beauty places like Franklin soon.
2: Yeah, it's all about responsible development. I mean, people are moving here and it's growing rapidly, and we have some of the best staff that really uh, keep track of the new trends and make sure we're implementing the growth correctly in Murfreesboro. I think we always, you know, hear some of the struggles we have with growth as roads and that type of stuff, and even keeping up with parks, and we're actively working on that, so. But I think once people see, once this, once the plans really roll out and what this might look like uh, in the coming years, I think they're going to be excited about it.
1: You know, something else that we recently learned about. Actually, we learned about it at the Murfreesboro Christmas Parade. Is that Congressman, former Congressman Bart Gordon? He's moving into downtown, in part of that brand new multi-purpose. Structure that's gonna, you know, the old First Methodist Church that they're building yeah. there, and he was talking about how he's moving into downtown Murfreesboro and is buying one of the first condos, townhomes. I don't know what you'd call those. Well, con- I'm not sure condominiums. Anyway, so so he is the one who has really helped out with the Greenway space yeah. over the years. And from what I understand, he's still pushing that, even though
2: he's no longer a congressman. Yeah, Congressman Gordon has been just vital. I would say that our greenway system wouldn't be anything close to what it would be without his help and his really just endorsement and support and his advocacy. And he continues to do that. He has a lot of connections in Washington. We're about to add two more miles of trail. Uh, to the North Murfreesboro Greenway uh, that's over there close to Walter Hill. And that's going to be something that's completely federally funded uh, by the Corps of Engineers, and then we just maintain it. So uh, these, these things that he continues to work with, I talk to him about once a month, and he's got lots of big visions that he'd like to see come into place, and we're, we're, we're working with him on a regular basis. And like I said, people ask what, what our most popular park is. I'd say our Greenway would be considered a linear park and is the most popular amenity that we have.
1: So the two more miles of trail for the Greenway, that's going to be Walter Hill down eventually to Thompson Lane or what are we going to see?
2: Yeah, eventually we'll connect uh, where Walter Hill is you know, to Siegel, and then where that Thompson Lane area is. I think we've, we're working on the plans of what that will look like. This one just takes us out uh, further out heading towards Smyrna on core property. Uh, so yeah, it's it's going to be a, a beautiful. You know, if you go to the North Murfreesboro Trail, you'll see just a different type of trail. And just the way, the elevation of it goes up and down a little bit more. The river is a little bit more uh, broadly running, so you can see just a different view of the Stones River. It'll be more of the same when we get out there. So that will eventually
1: head towards, I guess, what was called the old town of Jefferson. That yeah, direction. That's,
2: that's where we're heading toward. And you know, the vision is we would like to be able to connect a trail all the way to Smyrna, the Nashville. I think Congressman Gordon has been clear about that from the very beginning. And I think now it's you know more in our future to be able to see what that would look like, especially with the partnership of the Corps of engineers this is their property and they're funding it and they see the benefit in it too so uh, i think we can continue this way i think uh, it, in the coming years we can see what that might really look like now
1: the the cool thing about headed towards that old town of jefferson site which i'm not exactly sure where it is cuz it's kind of hard to tell if you're out hiking uh, but the the trail of tears actually went through there oh wow so the, there's yeah. you know history as well that I, I don't know if you could incorporate that into the Greenway. You know, let me tell you how to do Absolutely. it. No. Yeah. I mean,
2: hey, this could be your trail, right? And That's so, right. He's, yeah. he's working up to something. Yeah. You know, one of the things when we design a trail is we do a lot of interpretive signage, and it talks about the history of that area, uh, be it farming, be it architecture or, or uh, yeah, agricultural, uh, and then, you know, sometimes the historical things, too. So I think you can look for that type of information on any trail that we have. So it's something we'll have to take a look at. Hey,
1: and then overall, throughout Murphy's bro a lot of the civil, War was fought throughout Murfreesboro, even though the of River battlefield itself is only a, a park. You know x amount of acres in size yeah. but but there is a lot of battle that took place elsewhere outside of the boundaries of the actual park
2: yeah you're right i know i'm sure you all talk to the national park service quite a bit but they're starting a master planning process for their trail system uh, they see the benefit in connecting more to our trails and we've been involved with them in that that discussion so i think there's some really exciting things happening i think people see the benefit in having a Uh, robust trail system and waterway system and uh, we're continuing the work that really that that Congressman Gordon started back in the you know early 90s is continuing now you know 30 years later.
1: Now late last year Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland talked a little bit about I guess teaming up with the Stones River Battlefield and and that new property that friends of the Stones River Battlefield helped to actually purchase where was it where Crumelox was? over there on Thompson Lane near yeah. the paper company. Yeah,
2: you're talking about the O'Reilly property. That's is it. what the, you're talking about. The
1: latest O'Reilly property, yeah. yeah. Uh, is that something that Murfreesboro Parks will eventually contract with the national parks to use?
2: We'll, we'll say more to come on that. Um, the American Battlefield Trust is a nonprofit organization that purchased that. Um, I've been in talking with them for the past year and had some really good conversations about what that looks like. They're not in the business of uh, owning property. Um, so like I said, that, that'll be more information soon. We're we'll have some, hopefully some exciting news coming on that property in the near future.
1: That'll be cool. Cause that, that just adds to our parks, you know, be it national yeah. park or you know, and it's
2: all because we've got a good relationship with the american battlefield trust but also we have a really good relationship with our national park service here in murfreesboro so uh, whatever whatever it looks like you know i think everybody wants that property to to mimic and look like what the national park service has right next to it at mcfadden in that area uh, and have some trail systems uh, and be a really uh, uh, unique place that people are welcome to murfreesboro off of that 840 corridor
3: interesting thing that in murfreesboro you know tourism is a major industry we've started bringing a lot of the overflow from nashville and uh, a lot of our athletic tournaments things like that but you know what the biggest driver of tourism in murfreesboro is is the the battlefield i can see that that's the number one tourist attraction uh so with that many visitors coming in connection and and getting them involved with the parks department because we bring in quite a few visitors as well within our parks. And the cool
1: thing about those visitors, some are, are business owners. Yeah. You know, they, they want to, you know, possibly after being Murphys Murfreesboro, they want to open up business here.
2: Yeah, right. think about, like, Legacy Sports coming. You yeah, know, that's something that they visited Murfreesboro and they saw kind of that it factor uh, of what they want to mimic in, in Mesa, Mesa, Arizona so there's something here there's something special here uh, and i think the uh, in the coming years people are going to be excited about what murfreesboro really is uh, turning into and that that future site
1: of where that just mega sports is going to be built on broad street next to 840 that's going to be something that you know murfreesboro is really going to be able to utilize and i um. picture even the city of murfreesboro you know i, I don't know working with TSSAA and Parks and Rec yeah. in order to hold sporting events there too.
2: What you know what this people have asked us before does this put you out of business and the answer is no absolutely not we have so much demand for these types of facilities we're looking forward to partnering with Legacy uh, to be able to draw in not just national tournaments but international type tournaments and they'll have facilities that the type of facilities we don't provide so we'll be working in collaboration with them and excited to have uh, them as part of just our recreation opportunities in Murfreesboro that's much needed.
1: Got some uh, text here. One says uh, with the opening of Town Creek which is what we were talking about previously uh, didn't Broad Street used to flood years ago? Are there are they considering this with opening up Town Creek? So I, i what what is being done to make sure it doesn't flood
2: i would be speaking out of my area of expertise when i talk (laughs) about flooding and what it used to be i just know the what i went to in the public input meetings the engineers and uh, the designers that were talking about it i think that that bottoms area was notoriously a wet area i'm not sure how that would affect any flooding or anything like that but i know we have some of the smartest and brightest people working on it
1: i guess they would just make sure the banks are wide enough to where if the elevation of water goes up, yep. it'll be okay. And
2: I think what people need to understand, there's already wa- water running. It's just in a culvert that runs, so it'd be the same amount of water running.
1: we got another text here. It says the uh, O'Reilly, what used to be the O'Reilly prop- property was the old GE site. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. we have that taken care of. So <laughs> when I, we got to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about new parks are there going to be some new parks in the blackman area because that's a subject that we touched on several times in the past so i, I kind of want to find out more about that and uh, if anybody has any questions they can text them to us at 615-893-1450 again this morning talking about Murphy's Bro parks and rec and our guests this morning nate williams thomas laird and melinda tate time again right now 839
0: It's so important
4: that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am
0: Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans.
2: Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Offroad. We are your local Rough Country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Offroad on Memorial Boulevard.
1: This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us.
0: WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. Now, I flew 19 missions. I was on our 20th mission, but I didn't finish the 20th one.
1: Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran.
0: On the 28th of November, we went to Duisburg, Germany we went to castle germany on the 29th but we didn't go on the 30th then on the 31st we went to berlin now this was the first time we had fighters escort us they didn't have a fighter that could carry enough guns to go all the way to berlin but we didn't get there we were diverted to uh, dalton spent the night there then the next day we came back from dalton then in the next mission we flew. On a Sunday to uh, Munich. Then we flew to Leipzig, Germany. We went to Nuremberg. It was a hard one. Nuremberg was a very difficult one. We really got shot up in Nuremberg one plane came in i mean he was on our left wing we were not to the initial point that's where you start your bomb run and uh, fighters come in just before you get to that quite often planes you know would hit and i tell you the truth i was more afraid of that than i was machine guns so or flak.
1: dr charles edwin howard a world war ii veteran this has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee.
4: A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After
1: disaster strikes.
4: Fire, water, or storm damage, we can help you get your life back to normal quickly.
1: Restoration1 Middle com.
4: Locally and veteran-owned.
2: A few scattered showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon. Otherwise cloudy skies, a high in the low 70s. Southeast winds of 15 to 20 miles per hour gusting as high as 30. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vuichit, Scan News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60.
0: This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations. Family owned and operated since 1989.
1: Good afternoon. Steady flow of traffic continues on. 24 coming in from Davidson County. A lot of radar earlier over on 840 as you head towards Franklin, Williamson County, give yourself extra time. Princess Hot Chicken now available for catering. Log on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
4: If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
1: Time right now eight forty three. You're tuned to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning today, the twenty second of February. Our guest today, parks director Nate Williams, also with us today, Thomas Laird and Melinda Tate. And uh, b- before we talk about a future park in the Blackman area, uh, text question says: Any plans to expand Canonsburg? And also, they notice the original. Uh, I guess Camino Real is gone. I, I didn't even pay attention. Uh, is that gone?
2: What's gone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> got your front door. So,
1: <laughs> any signs on Cannonsburg you know, being expanded? Or Cannonsburg.
2: Changed? We are continually trying to improve what we have out there. Uh, we'll be we'll be uh, renovating our sidewalks out there. We got some work that we've got to do on the museum that we're waiting for a structural analysis to do. You know, B- Cannonsburg was built in 1976 It's a bicentennial project. So. Uh, it never. Uh, it, it, we just have a lot of work to do, and we're always looking at what could be out there. I know we've talked about different things, maybe some type of art center or something like that, potentially. Um, but these are all just, you know, kind of uh, things that we consider or just think towards in the future. So was Cannonsburg built the same, you said 1970, what now, 6? 76 is a bicentennial project and it won, I think, third place in a nation, na, uh, national competition uh, for people building these type of commemorative, uh, historic and, 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 you know, education areas around the country.
1: W- was that built the same year that that Fort Nashboro, which used to be right there on the Cumberland River in downtown, was built? I, you know, I'm not sure. I, I don't know why not.
2: You can make something <laughs> up. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: But Cannonsburg was the original name of Murfreesboro, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it's really interesting. There is a lot of history there.
2: Yeah, and all the buildings at Cannonsburg were brought in uh, from different areas around Rutherford County, so they each have a unique history. And Cannonsburg's open for self-guided tours for free or come bring a picnic out there and see uh, w- what we have to offer out there, and
3: it's home to the world's largest cedar bucket. Th- that's right. That's The, right. the world, the one. Now, is this the original just mentioned cedar <laughs> bucket?
2: <laughs> so was, no, because one caught
3: fire. Yeah, one, one caught fire. Arson.
2: Uh, and the, the wood was destroyed with that but in 2011 a group of community members got together and rebuilt the bucket uh, with all the original hardware so it's still the same size uh, and actually the original one the original one went to the World's Fair and has just a storied history this one stays camped out at Cannonsburg and is the world's largest cedar bucket
3: yeah if you any of your listeners are wondering about Cannonsburg and want to know what it's about uh, pioneer days is their next event coming up and that's a great way to go out and experience that uh, traditional way of living and and the way things were done many 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 years ago
4: and they're looking for vendors um, if you do handmade craft items or food items and
1: Pioneer days that's going to be what what date it's april 23rd so so sign up now i guess if you want to be a vendor out there absolutely Absolutely. okay uh another question here uh we covered the plans to expand Cannesburg. in other words things are happening out there not sure about an expansion but stuff is happening um what else here okay see here's one we didn't hit what is the building being built at Siegel soccer park it looks pretty big that we talked about that before yeah
2: the little building out there that we're building (laughs) which is an
1: indoor soccer (laughs) facility right it
2: is it's a hundred thousand square foot indoor practice facility uh, and it's going to be our performance center as we make the transition of Siegel and all the improvements we've entered into an agreement with the tennessee state soccer association where they're bringing their headquarters to murfreesboro Uh, so that's a that's a great deal for us they bring a lot of local soccer expertise and can attract help us we partner to attract some of our tournaments that we're working with we you know the whole goal of this initiative was to make Murfreesboro a destination for soccer development Uh, so that 100,000 square foot indoor facility will help in doing that and um, yeah it's big
1: and what are we looking at for completion and opening date for that indoor facility we're
2: looking around june for that indoor facility there's a lot of work i know it went up quick and they're starting to put the roof panels on now but uh there's still a lot of work that has to go on inside you know a lot of electrical a lot of that type of stuff so and,
3: and then they have to put the field in and, so. and what what's the field
1: gonna be? is it like astroturf so synthetic, or what is turf. That? Okay. synthetic turf yeah mm-hmm. And they're going to have bleachers. What, what's that going to be? It's going like? to be
2: pretty simple. It's a practice facility, so we'll have a couple sets of bleachers on each side. Uh, we'll have some netting and then goals in there. Uh, but it's not meant necessarily for big games. We have, you know, our championship complex, and we have that whole uh, area around there that will be used for the traditional games. But we can move maybe key matches that can't, you know, have to be played at some point in there. But really, it's a seven day a week uh, operation out there to keep practices going
1: and for those not familiar that's over there by the va uh going towards walter hill it'll be on your left uh but yeah very cool first indoor facility
3: of its type in this area yes really unique to the region Uh, something else unique to that is i don't know if you've noticed but we have four synthetic fields already uh and four more in process of being built so when this project's done we'll have eight uh synthetic fields at one location which very few complexes within the Mid-South have that
1: and and uh, another question here is there a chance that any of the properties used by the parks at our parks could eventually be turned into apartment complexes or commercial businesses or commercial space one day
2: you know that's that's kind of a broad question you know there's no guarantees there I know for a fact that the properties that we have uh, that's not something we've ever had any intention on doing i don't think any of our council or administration has any intention on doing that they're really focused on not just maintaining what we have but expanding our park system so i don't see a scenario in which you know we would it would transition anything to a commercial type use outside of our park space you know we've
3: added a significant amount of parkland in, in the last 20 years and, and continue to you know acquisition land for that preservation natural resources
1: so do the parks have land set aside that you know could one day be a park that you're just kind of just
2: sitting on yeah so we've got a few properties you know i think one of our biggest responsibilities is we see this rapid growth happening all throughout murfreesboro one of our biggest responsibilities and i you know take very you know key in what we do is just maintaining natural spaces saying this is a green space and we're going to keep it a green space and preserve it for generations to come as that type of you know uh, green areas being eaten up with development. So we do have a few properties that we have uh, that we're waiting we don't know. I mean uh, I think the question that you asked about existing parks uh i don't see anything of that being transitioned to anything commercial or apartments or anything like that the city does own several pieces of property uh around that we've looked at for potential park you know possibilities so uh there's no we're going to always go for highest and best use of those properties that aren't existing parks Uh, we do have spaces that are our park staff maintain until there's a broader, you know, understanding or direction on it, what we want to do with that. A good example is that we have the, the veterans and burnt knob property, 120 acres out there uh, that we're looking and doing due diligence, due diligence on trading potentially with middle Tennessee electric, they've got about 159 acres. So we're looking at what a park would look like on that area and then combination with the school. So uh, there's a lot of moving parts um, and the city does have property and it's going to be exciting to see what happens happens with those properties.
1: I know when we have or when we had middle tennessee electric on the air and then when we had uh, the mayor on the air there was a whole lot of interest on both sides of the idea of swapping out those properties on veterans and then the other veterans at 840 yeah. basically
2: just a few miles down the road now like i said a common you'll, thing you'll hear from city officials and i think our council is that we're going to go for the best use of that <coughs> property and you know coming from a park's perspective the property that they're talking about uh, looking at at transitioning to would be the best use for for that park would property would be some type of park and school development potentially with other city services
1: that brings me to my next question yeah you see i've got all this ironed out Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> the black the <laughs> that's black- a seasoned
2: interviewer right here folks
1: <laughs> the blackman area yeah that's an area that folks have talked about wanting a park in for a long time in fact the city even purchased land for a park yeah. at one point um, but the blackman area where do you see a park being located and Will that be in the near future?
2: Yeah, I think something, I think it's a a direction from our council that they would like to see a park in that area. Uh, Things have changed over the past few years and what development has looked like out there. Um, So for us, we're trying to look for the best piece of property that we have right now and see what a park would look like out there. Uh, i think if if there is this trade of property with middle tennessee electric i think that'd be a place that we'd really look into as far as our first type of development but we do have like i said a couple different properties in that area and we want to make sure we're doing our due diligence and what uh, could benefit the communities best at those pieces of property that we have
1: nationwide what do studies show that folks are kind of gravitating towards would it be walking trails would it be wilderness trails what are some of the trends in parks today?
2: Well, I think you have to break it down. You know, we have the the benefit of being able to provide fitness facilities. We have the benefit of providing natural spaces. Uh, We have the benefit of providing trails. I think you look at our trail system, hiking trails, paved trails, that's something that will stand the test of time. That will be something that's not a fad. Uh, I think we need to kind of base our park infrastructure around Uh, playgrounds, pavilions, that type of thing will always be around. What we have to do is look into and decide, you know, what we want to provide around that. Something like you said, a. is pickleball that's something that's huge that people you know are the few courts that we have and the indoor spaces that we provide in our gyms are completely you know overflowing with people who want to play that so we look at the trends coming down but i think for us we don't wrap a whole park in something that might be uh just a trend we want to do it in the type of staples that really uh stand the test of time
1: had a question here i I know you mentioned about the soccer office soccer clubs and stuff uh will there be a soccer office the state association and I know what was it you were saying a little while ago Because yes yeah. something along those lines
2: yeah so as part of our agreement what we're doing is we're building an office space out there that our park staff and we'll be leasing uh, the office out to the Tennessee State Soccer Association. So we're building it and they're uh, leasing it from the city. They're paying for that. And also we have a multi-purpose rental retail space that's gonna be in combination with that, that we'll be able to lease that space out as well.
1: So I, uh, hopefully that clarifies the I hope the so, yeah. There.
2: So th- that's still in progress. We're looking at going to bid on March 4th for that. So um, that'll be going out, and then we'll have the office space out there that will be, I think we'll have one staff member from an operations standpoint for that facility there, and they'll bring, I think, eight or nine, and they're going to lease that whole office from us.
1: So we've we've covered a lot this morning, but is there anything else you can think of that's coming up or any additions
3: or anything new that we didn't mention? A big thing we did mention, though, but camp registration starts March 1st, 8 a.m., Uh, We typically have folks lined up at the parks office, at Sportscom, McFadden Community Center, uh, Patterson Park. Those are all in-person locations, but you can also register online. And anything we talked about or any kind of information can be found on our website, MurfreesboroParks.com. Yep. (laughs)
2: Sounds like y'all playing that out. That was so good. That was I good. think uh, one thing, if you're planning in, on registering online, you might give our main office a call at 615-890-5333 and make sure you have what you need to be able to uh, register. I hate for somebody to want to register and then need to get set up, uh, so we just want to make sure they're set up in a way they, they can be.
1: And where is the main parks office? Is it in the yeah. city hall or is it out there in No, Barfield? so it's,
2: it's Barfield Crescent Park, that little house that sits at the front, 697 Veterans Parkway
1: are there plans to expand Barfield Park?
2: You know, we just expanded Barfield by 73 acres uh, and that's something that uh, we're excited about. That's the Oakwood Farm area that we just purchased through a conversion of property. So 73 acres, that's going to really be the hub for our natural resource uh, group and uh, our education animals and uh, we're looking at all the trail systems and everything we can add out there
1: now Is that the side where the mountain bike course is?
2: Yeah So if you go down Hemlock you'll see where the mountain bike trail is you can see on Hemlock you turn to the right That's where the mountain bike trail is and then you take a left down Hemlock and it dead ends into that additional 73 acres
1: yeah. are, are there any ideas or, or thoughts on you know as the city continues to grow if more property is annexed into the city? Do you foresee uh, you know particular areas where a park could be located
2: I think uh, just to answer that question the best I can I think right now the Blackman area is what we're putting all of our focus on for a new park that that we would imp- put in I think mm-hmm.
1: we've got all the questions answered uh, yeah.
3: Thomas. We have, a, we have a lot of renovation projects going on as well and improvements to several for example we're uh, in the process of building an outdoor basketball court at the McFadden Community Center um, hopefully we lighted with Will provide that inner city community with additional space to recreate and uh, improving the McKnight Park is getting new backstops and the uh, four field complex so. A lot going on the greenway bridge is about to be refurbished uh, so Wait, which
1: green greenway bridge
2: so it's the three-way bridge that connects thompson lane old fort park and the fortress rosecrans area uh, i think if anybody's been on that that's going to be something uh, that they would agree needs to be done so we're, re- we're making some structural improvements and then also redoing the decking uh, for that bridge so that will cause some maybe some a little bit of interference for people and we'll try to keep people updated as much as possible
1: and then just i know we're jumping all over the place but going back to the Thompson. Thompson Lane area and uh, the Greenway out there. The state is about to start that whole process of construction of widening Thompson Lane. When that takes place is that when you foresee Greenway being built out there?
2: I don't think Greenway specifically. Uh, we, we've been in discussion with our, our transportation, our city engineering staff is the multi-purpose trails that can help us connect you know, those areas uh, back to Thompson Lane. So that's something we're really uh, excited about when, it, when that starts.
1: And if anybody has any more questions, again, just go to the Parks and Rec website, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. or just
2: give us a call. Call me. Our office number is 615-890-5333, and uh, we'll be glad to get you in the right direction.
1: And then the Parks Facebook page, it's good at uh, you know, kind of keeping up to date on things happening you know, next week, this week, whatever the case may be, but there's a lot of information there as well.
4: Sure, we've got actually 15 different Facebook pages, so <laughs> something for everybody.
1: So which one is the best one to go to?
4: Uh, Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation kind of covers everything. So type
3: that in and it'll pull it up. And if you have a, a child playing sports or Murfreesboro Athletics, oftentimes there's pictures of the weekend's games. We're in basketball season right now, so uh, oftentimes you'll, you may catch an action shot of your kid
1: sounds good again time right now eight we've been talking about Murfreesboro parks and rec today our guests today have included parks director nate williams also with us thomas laird and melinda tate thank you all for joining us today thank you thank you stay with us we have more news coming your way next including a look at local news and a look at what's happening around the country and around the world with cbs and also another check on that forecast